It's the Mal and Mud Podcast, your place for all sports debates. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Mal and Mud Podcast. I'm Josh Mallet, along here with Zach Malamud. Zach, happy birthday! How does it feel to be 18? Definitely feels weird to be 18. Thank you. I had a really good birthday. Awesome. Let's get into the biggest news of yesterday when we all found out that Patrick Mahomes signed a whopping extension for 10 years and, wait for it, $503 million with $140 million of that guaranteed. The contract goes into effect starting in 2022 and runs through the 2031 season. Zach, did Patrick Mahomes deserve the new contract that he just got? I definitely think he deserves every single penny of it, and it's the richest contract in sports history. And he is a generational talent, and the stuff that he has shown us the last two seasons has been eye-popping, and 76 touchdowns and 18 interceptions in two seasons. That's unthinkable in the NFL. An MVP and a Super Bowl champion, and this is not just about on-field production, though. This is also about what he brings you off the field. The TV ratings and the publicity that this guy gets is catching up to guys like LeBron James right now, and that could mean so many great things for a franchise like the Kansas City Chiefs where they don't get a crazy amount of money for the market they are in but this man can win you a lot of Super Bowls and a lot more than just one so this deal was very smart for both sides obviously Patrick Mahomes has accomplished just about all you could possibly accomplish in two seasons he already made Two Super, uh, two Pro Bowls, rather. He's an MVP. He won the Super Bowl this past year. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He won the Offensive Player of the Year in 2018, and he's a one-time All-Pro member. So he's accomplished basically everything that he could accomplish. But uh, this is not a knock on Patrick Mahomes at all when I say this. But does anybody really deserve 503 million in sports? Personally, I don't think so. But if there's one NFL player that that deserves that type of money and that you're going to give this type of money to. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. So for Patrick Mahomes, well done. He's done all he could possibly do in his two years of work. And, of course, he's got a whole career ahead of him. He's only 24 years old, and he's got such a bright future ahead of him. He's got the potential to be the greatest to ever do it. And the, and he's right now pro- probably the greatest player in the sport today. But this is not a knock on Mahomes, but I'm really not so sure if one player deserves to be invested in that much. $503 million, that is a lot. Now, this deal is actually the smallest amount of guaranteed money in a contract over $25 million ever in the NFL. And we were actually saying before the show, we were talking about this. Nobody really deserves a contract extension like this $503 million. That's insane. And that's half a billion dollars. But Mahomes isn't earning the $503 million right now. We can both agree that... 
Patrick Mahomes definitely deserves $140 million from his first two seasons. These, this has been the best first two seasons we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. So he definitely deserves $140 million, and that's what he's getting right now. That's going straight to the bank. So I think because this deal is so long and the guarantee right now is so low, it's only at $140 million. He definitely deserves that kind of money. This deal is absolutely perfect because the length of it, we get to sit back and right in front of our eyes, we get to watch Patrick Mahomes try and earn the other $360 million, which is going to be a great thing to watch. Uh, and $360 million you, over the next 10 years will be great for Patrick Mahomes and will be great for the Kansas City Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes at this rate is going to be arguably the greatest player the NFL has ever seen. The And the stats definitely support that. So right now, this deal definitely works out for both sides. And I think it's smart because of how long it is that he can really earn up to $503 million. Now, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is one of the few players in the NFL today that can carry a whole team on his back. But this is something that could come into play down the line. And and maybe if Mahomes can carry the team on his back, you know, into his late 20s, 30s, all throughout his career, maybe this doesn't come into effect. And and the Chiefs are winning Super Bowls left and right like it's nothing. But my one concern for the Chiefs is there are going to be years once this contract gets underway where Mahomes is making $50 a year. So that is a lot of money and a lot of the percentage of the Chiefs' total cap room. So the Chiefs obviously have a loaded roster. But with the Mahomes contract coming into effect, they're not going to be able to keep that loaded roster. And once players from the Super Bowl team start to depart, they're not going to be able to reinvest that money in new stars with the Mahomes contract. So down the line, you hope that the Chiefs can stay a winner and you hope that Mahomes can always be on the top of his game. But Mahomes is going to need that supporting cast in order for the Chiefs to continue to be a contender. And you wonder, in a small market like Kansas City, will the Chiefs be able to afford to keep to keep a supporting cast, a Super Bowl contending supporting cast around a guy as talented as Patrick Mahomes with the contract that he will be getting. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. We've talked about this plenty of times. Like when these quarterbacks get their big money deals, that takes away from the other positions and they have to pay those big time players. They might not be able to keep all of those guys. So that is definitely a big thing for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in a small market like Kansas City. So it could be interesting to see what the Chiefs do. I think they'll turn out okay because they still have that number one guy in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes, at quarterback, and he will figure out, he's shown us that he's going to figure out whether he has really bad guys next to him or really good guys next to him, that he will figure it out and he will be at his highest peak throughout his NFL career. Yeah, obviously it's going to be tough to judge ever in sports history whether an individual player deserves a 10-year, $503 million contract extension. But one thing's for sure, there's one person in the NFL today, it's Patrick Mahomes that deserves that type of money. But we're going to move on to the next part of this topic and as regards to other QBs that hope to get big paydays in the near future, like a Dak Prescott, like a Deshaun Watson, how do you think this Mahomes deal affects the hopes of those guys getting big paydays? 
Well, I think it actually means that Deshaun Watson will get some more money than he expected uh, before this Patrick Mahomes deal was signed. But for Dak Prescott, I think it means absolutely nothing. So first off, Patrick Mahomes has set his own market. He's the highest paid player by far. He should be. And we expected this for a while. So Patrick Mahomes is on his, he's, he's by himself at the top. So nobody should get even close to that. The difference in football is, like I said, Patrick Mahomes didn't get $500 million. Patrick Mahomes is only putting $140 million in the bank, and that's it. So it's not all guaranteed, and we get to sit back and watch him for the next 10 years. But Dak Prescott hasn't been close to Patrick Mahomes so far in their careers, and Dak has been in the league a year longer. So... Dak Prescott has already got his franchise tag and negotiating numbers for a new contract, possibly. He's been negotiating those numbers, and it shows exactly what he's been worth so far in his career. So that's not going to change. They're not going to raise it or lower it because Patrick Mahomes got more. They already know what Dak Prescott is worth. So for Deshaun Watson, though, I don't think they've been talking about those numbers a lot yet, uh, and he's only going into he's going into his fourth season. They started at the end of the third season. They start talking about those big contracts, but I think they haven't been talking about those numbers. And then this Mahomes deal happens, and I think that's the best thing that could have happened for Deshaun Watson. He's not nearly going to get what Mahomes got, but he could end up getting more than a Russell Wilson type contract and that's that's a really great amount of money to get and he could pass that by a good amount. He could raise the contract by 10-15 million just from this Mahomes deal happening because they were drafted in the same draft in 2017, but Watson has been the best player for that franchise that has made it to the playoffs in both of his two full seasons so far. So Watson will get more money but Dak is staying in that Goff and Wentz type of market. Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it on the head right there when you said that Patrick Mahomes is just in an absolute league of his own and nobody's going to even approach or come close to the contract that he got. But to me, I just think that this minimally affects uh, the outcomes of the contract extensions that will assume Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott eventually get because they're just so far apart from the skill and and the the intangibles that Patrick Mahomes provides like if they were in the 400 million range then you could say that the that the 503 million dollars that Mahomes got could affect the outcome of their contract but because the the disparity between Mahomes and the other guys it's so far apart I just don't think that it's going to affect the type of contract that they end up getting well, Dak Prescott, I, I said he's in a league. He's he's back down towards the bottom with Goff and Wentz, uh, towards the bottom of those monster contracts. But then you put Deshaun Watson, and now you you're gonna add Lamar Jackson to that in the next couple of years, and they really haven't shown us yet that they are at Patrick Mahomes' level. So. They could earn the over uh, the contract that Russell Wilson has gotten, but they're not even close to Patrick Mahomes. But Deshaun Watson because and Lamar Jackson, they both got drafted in the same draft as Patrick Mahomes. So looking at that, they definitely could earn a good amount of money because Patrick Mahomes has been there and, and got drafted in the same draft. So 
they have been really productive. Not as productive as Patrick Mahomes, but they've helped their teams get to the playoffs a lot and most of their careers. So I think that Patrick Mahomes getting this kind of money in the same amount of time of these two guys' careers could definitely help them earn a little bit more money. Not a lot, but just a little bit more than they were expecting before the Mahomes deal was signed. Also, another thing is Deshaun Watson, I don't think this really affects him. I think that he'll get his contract. He'll get a good payday. But with Dak Prescott, an interesting thing that I just thought of is this might actually hurt him because if you think about it, Dak Prescott was asking for upwards of $40 million annually. And Mahomes, despite the contract being absolutely a mammoth contract, 10 years, $503 million, that's essentially only $50 million a year. So Jerry Jones might now look at Dak Prescott and, and want to give him less than $40 million a year because is $40 million to $50 million a big enough disparity that warrants Patrick the, the separation in which Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott get paid? In my opinion, if Dak Prescott wants, say, $43 million a year, Mahomes should be getting paid $100 million a year. So if anything, this might actually hurt Dak Prescott's chances of getting the monster contract that he hoped because even though he's not going to get the length and the quite the, the total amount of dollars that Mahomes will get, he's looking for pretty close to what Mahomes would be getting annually. Yeah, I actually think that this could affect Dak Prescott in really only one way, and that is the amount of years they uh, in this contract. And the Cowboys and Dak Prescott have been arguing a little bit about the amount of years, whether it's going to be four years or five years in the deal. Now, looking at Dak Prescott, he's saying probably four years he wants for his new contract. But now a player like Patrick Mahomes, who's only a year younger than Dak Prescott, now he's asking for, uh, now he's getting 10 years on his deal. So the Cowboys can look at Dak Prescott now and say, well, why can't you give us five years? You're only a year younger than this guy, and he's getting a monster 10-year contract. So I think that's the only thing that will really affect Dak Prescott. Yes, I've said before that I think Dak Prescott deserves to be paid lower than Russell Wilson type numbers. He's not been better than Russell Wilson so far in his career. He deserves to be paid in that Goff and Wentz type of range uh, and above Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. So Dak Prescott, I think the only thing that affects him here is the amount of years in that contract. Well, the 10-year, $503 million contract extension that Patrick Mahomes just signed is not only going to change the NFL financial landscape, but also possibly the entirety of the sports financial landscape. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next 10 years of the Mahomes contract extension has in store for not only Patrick Mahomes, but the Chiefs organization as well. We're going to move on to our next topic. And several players have opted out of the Orlando restart, including Victor Oladipo, who we talked about last episode, Spencer Dinwiddie, who announced it today, and now the latest addition to the list, Wizard superstar Bradley Beal. Zach, how bad is it for the NBA that another superstar, or a superstar as talented as Bradley Beal, has opted out of the restart plan? I think it hurts the NBA for just the eight-game regular season, but that's about it. And we look at the Eastern Conference, and the eight-game schedule will be fun to watch from, like, the two-seed to probably the six-seed, because... The Bucks probably already have number one locked down, 
but after that, uh, it's a really tight battle for who's going to get which seed. And then after six in the 76ers, uh, there's really no sh- point in watching those teams play. The Nets really don't have anybody. The Magic are really not going to make a run. And now there's the Wizards without John Wall and Bradley Beal. But people were so excited to see the playing games. But now it's really only one conference. But looking at it, this was kind of expected that it was only going to be one conference that we were watching playing games in. People were actually arguing that the Wizards shouldn't have been in this NBA restart plan at all. So I don't think this will affect uh, the NBA a lot because of the little chance that the Washington Wizards really had to do anything special in this restart. The only thing that would really affect the NBA playoffs at this moment in time right now is if a big-time player from probably seeds one through four in either conference decided that they were going to opt out a LeBron James, a Giannis, Kawhi, and Tatum. The list goes on. But Bradley Beal opting out as the nine seed, the Washington Wizards, in the Eastern Conference, I don't think the NBA gets affected a lot from this. Yeah, in terms of, you know, a champion being crowned, does Bradley Beal not playing affect us in any way? No, not at all, because the Wizards were going absolutely nowhere. But in ter- from a basketball fan standpoint, I really wanted to see an 8-9 play- or play-in game matchup. And we've talked about it, we've touched on it uh, numerous times on the podcast and how interesting it would be to watch the Eastern Conference and the, the seven, eight, nine seeds, how that would all shake out, who would avoid the playing game, and who would be partaking in the playing game if there would be one at all. But right now, with the, with the way that the Nets are absolutely dropping down like flies and losing essentially their whole entire team, and Bradley Beal was basically the Wizards' entire team, and they also lost Davis Bertons as well, but basically the entire Nets and Wizards rosters are not going to be playing in Orlando, which will make the Orlando restart as far as the bottom seeds in the Eastern Conference way less compelling and as a Yankee fan the Yankees have uh, partaken in numerous wild card games over recent years and the wild card in there the NBA's version of the wild card it was something that I was really looking forward to watching and the the, the Wizards are five and a half games back and they need to make it uh, within four games in order to force that quote-unquote wild card game but it appears as though without Bradley Beal that will not be happening because the Nets are far ahead of them they're six games ahead of them and then the, the Magic have uh, as far as we know, all of their notable players coming to play. So it looks like we're not going to get that play-in game that I was so looking forward to and craving. And not to mention a big uh, reason why people watch these NBA games is for the superstars. And Bradley Beal is one of the brightest stars in the game. Um, and he, he was a big all-star snub, and he's averaging over 28 points a game, so it was ridiculous that he didn't make it. But still, I consider him a superstar in today's game. And he's a, a, a guy that would attract a lot of fans to watch the game, and especially if you put him on the national stage in a potential play-in game, that would draw a lot of ratings. So I think that this is bad for the NBA, and it's something that I mentioned last time with Victor Oladipo, is you hope that now with Oladipo and now with Bradley Beal, that this, that this doesn't um, force other superstars to then make the unfortunate decision of not participating in the NBA restart. Yeah, well, I can understand from a fan standpoint where this is coming from, like, that, and we want to see these superstar players. We want to see the the quote unquote wild card game that you mentioned, and, and a really fun playing game that we really 
probably won't see ever again in the NBA, but this is a once in a lifetime, like, opportunity to see this type of thing. Maybe it'll change in the future, but right now that we've never seen this before and it's unlikely times, but Bradley Beal not going into the NBA restart, I don't think it affects the NBA, so to say. I think it affects the fans because a lot of fans will want to watch and be entertained by these playing games, these fun opportunities. But the NBA itself, I actually think that Victor Oladipo going out of the NBA restart plan affected the NBA because that is going now into the playoffs and that can affect whether the Pacers are challenging a team like the Miami Heat or they are going to go up against a team like the Boston Celtics. So that will definitely affect the NBA restart. But right now, Bradley Beal on a team that really arguably shouldn't have been in this NBA restart plan, him not going and playing in Orlando in these unlikely times, I think that doesn't affect the NBA itself. I definitely think, I definitely agree with you uh, that it definitely hurts a fan standpoint and wanting to see those big games, those big playing games that we really have been craving for so long uh, since the NBA announced their restart plan. Yeah, Victor Oladipo, we talked about it last episode. That legitimately changes our playoff predictions, changes the landscape of the NBA and the playoffs and how important that time of the season is. But with Bradley Beal, it doesn't really affect it all that much. And when it comes to TV ratings, it doesn't really affect it that much either because the Wizards were only slated to have only one nationally televised game out of the eight games that they were going to play. So it doesn't affect that aspect of it all that much. The one thing is, though, that play-in game that could have drawn a big crowd in that potential 8-9 matchup if the Wizards were to draw the gap closer and closer because with Beal, the Orlando Magic are a pretty good team and they have the capability of putting up a solid uh, run in an eight-game stretch. But with the Nets, the way that they're dropping down like flies and all their players are opting out, DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving, it's very possible that they go on a bad run and then we see a Nets-Wizards playing game. So there were just so many possibilities from the 7-9 to range in the Eastern Conference that although it wouldn't have affected things ultimately because the top, the clear top six teams in the Eastern Conference would have prevailed over those teams and the seven, eight, or nine seeds would not have went on a playoff run. It would have just been nice to see how the seven, eight, nine teams in the East would have played out and how that would have happened. Yeah, it definitely would have been fun to watch those seven, eight, nine seeds go at it for those, that final two seeds. Uh, but looking at it, now we have the Western Conference and there's a lot of teams that can try and get in and challenge the Grizzlies for that eight seed. So it could be fun to see, but Bradley Beal, uh, right now, until something, we hope not, until something, a big time player opts out, I don't think right now this affects the NBA restart plan, and we really are praying that no big-time player of those top seeds opts out because that will ruin really a lot of this NBA restart plan, and it won't be really fun to watch some of the games. So I think that with Bradley Beal right now, hopefully this does not start a movement that a bunch of players decide that they're going to opt out because Bradley Beal and Victor Oladipo decided they were going to opt out. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but right now, if it stays the same and Bradley Beal is the only guy and Victor Oladipo is the only guy that are opting out, 
I think the NBA will be just fine when it returns on July 30th. Yeah, a single superstar on a bad team and Bradley Beal is one thing, but when you start to pile up the superstars that follow in his footsteps and then all of a sudden it becomes superstars on teams that hope to compete for a championship, then that's when things start to get concerning for the NBA, the fans, and Adam Silver on what to do with this Orlando restart plan. But it'll be really interesting to see how Bradley Beal opting out affects the rest of the NBA. But that's all the time we have for this one, though. Thank you for listening to episode 31 of the Mal and Bud Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast. We'll be back on Friday with episode 32 and some more of the latest sports news. Stay safe and we'll talk to you all then.